Welcome to another episode of I Just Want to Be Included. My name is Veronica Olson, and today I just share a few thoughts about the season we're in. As a Christian, celebrating Christmas can be conflicting because from a Christian standpoint, we're told to remember the reason for the season, um, but culturally, it's easy to get sucked into spending money and piling up Amazon boxes in my house and buying for people and looking for things that we don't need. You may agree with what you hear in this podcast and you may not, and that's okay. The goal of this podcast is always to bring humanity to difficult topics and to hear another person's perspective on life. Nothing said in this podcast is to be taken as professional advice. Everything stated is based on personal experience, thoughts, and opinions. Please always find professional help in your community to deal with any issues you or your family might be facing. Enjoy the episode. We're a week out from Christmas, and as a Christian, I've been thinking a lot about how I celebrate Christmas. Um, I feel like I have my feet in, planted in two different places. You know, one is being part of this world and in the U.S. where so much of this holiday is wrapped up in buying things and giving gifts and doing things. And then from a Christian standpoint, we keep hearing, you know, don't forget the Christ in Christmas. Don't forget the reason for the season, which I'm not going to argue with. Um, but the thing I struggle with is Christianity has boiled Christmas down to the one scene of the nativity. And when reading the Bible, I like to look for the human moments. I like to look for, you know, what people were probably thinking and feeling at that time. Why did they respond the way they did? Um, that's what makes reading the Bible so fascinating to me. And I've struggled with the nativity scene because it's been relegated to movies and plays and cartoons and made into toys and made into plastic lawn ornaments. And it's really hard for me to see humanity and things that have been turned into toys in plastic one ornaments. Um, that's a little too far of a stretch for me. Um, like so many things in the society, we complain that everything's been commercialized and over-commercialized and lost its meaning. We've done the same thing with the nativity and with Christ's birth. Um, the meaning and its place in God's overall story has been lost. We tend to focus on Christ's birth and then we focus on Christ's death and it feels like the beginning and the end. And it's not, right? It's a part, a very important part of God's overall story, but there is a lot in the Bible that happens before Christ's birth and there will be a lot that happens after Christ dies on the cross in the New Testament. Something about Christ's birth that we don't always talk about as much is prophecy. 
Jesus's birth was something that had been anticipated for hundreds of years. The Israelites were God's chosen people, but they had a rough history. They had good times, times of prosperity, but they also had bad times and times when they were facing the consequences of forgetting God and walking away from God's commands. And during these times in the Old Testament, God used prophets. He used prophets to not only warn the Israelites of their behavior and to try to keep them from making bad choices, but prophets were also used to give hope. Um, there's a lot of Christ birth being prophesied about in the Old Testament, which was the hope of this life that the Israelites were in, of being bound by the Mosaic law, of having to do things a certain way and try to keep God happy. The Messiah was going to come and change all that. And so they were given a hope along with warnings about the choices they were making. And it's beautiful to look at how Jesus's birth is woven throughout the Old Testament, giving people hope in a world that was definitely broken. What I love to study about Jesus's birth actually happens after the nativity. And it's in Luke chapter two, starting in verse 22. Jesus is 40 days old and Mary and Joseph are fulfilling their Jewish obligation by presenting Jesus at the temple and offering sacrifice. In the scene, a man named Simeon comes in. Simeon is an older gentleman. He's described as someone who's very pious and very righteous, um, someone who has lived his life by the Holy Spirit. Um, he was told that he would see the Messiah in human flesh before he died. And so Simeon comes into the temple courts just as Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus are there. And Simeon was led there at this point in time by the Holy Spirit. It's not a coincidence that he is there at this time. And as soon as he sees baby Jesus, he recognizes him as the Messiah. And Simeon runs over to him and takes him in his arms and cradles him and immediately starts praising God. Simeon says, You've promised me that I would see with my own eyes what I am seeing now, raised up in the presence of all peoples. He is the light who reveals your message to the other nations, and he is the shining glory of your covenant people, Israel. The Bible says that Mary and Joseph are stunned. Even with everything that they've been through in this whole process of the not traditional conception of Jesus, the not traditional birth, the visits from the shepherd, the visits from the wise men, they are still stunned by what Simeon is saying to them. And Simeon goes on to tell Mary specifically that this child will make many in Israel rise and fall. He will be a significant person whom many will oppose. In the end, he will lay bare the secret thoughts of many hearts. This scene, I can identify with on a human level. I can identify with Mary and Joseph as parents of a newborn who are incredibly tired and overwhelmed. And the stranger comes to them and starts saying things to them 
that are probably going right over their head. Um, if you've had a newborn, if you've been around a newborn, it's an exhaustion like no other. And on top of that, you have this overwhelming sense of responsibility for this human baby. And for Mary and Joseph, who are bringing Jesus into the world, who is not a normal baby, um, a baby that had so much resting on his shoulders, I can only imagine how overwhelmed that Mary and Joseph are feeling here. What I also love is Simeon, who sees this baby and has had so much anticipation that he runs over and cradles this baby. That is something I can absolutely identify with as well. So much of this holiday is wrapped in tradition, whether you're a Christian or not, right? So much of this holiday of Christmas, it's how we decorate, when we put decorations up, while we eat, what we make, who we're with, you know, what days we spend with whom, and when we open presents. As soon as that tradition is challenged and we're forced to change, we struggle, right? It's hard when we have to rethink what we've always done. For me, one year it was having a child coming out with a new identity and having to rethink the stockings and the ornaments and what I would put on the tree um, and having to rethink, how do I do this? What is the right thing to do here? This year I'm dealing with a foot injury and it is slowing me down. And I finally had to admit to myself and the people around me, I'm not going to be able to do what I normally do. Um, things aren't going to be exactly the same. And it's hard. It's not something we want to face. And it's not something our family always accepts easily either. The thing is, Jesus was all about challenging tradition. He was all about breaking down barriers. He was constantly challenging what people thought they knew. He was challenging what people's motives were. He was challenging society norms by who he spent time with, who he talked to, who he extended grace and compassion to. Jesus was all about breaking down barriers so people were not separated, so there weren't Jewish people with their special laws and access to God and then everybody else. Jesus came to wipe all that away. He was a great equalizer. Everybody's on an equal playing field now. We all have access to God and his love and his grace. And unfortunately, that part has kind of gotten lost when we talk about Christmas. And this sense of passing down prophecy and hope from generation to generation that happened in the Old Testament, we've lost that too. We talk about Christmas and we talk about Easter the prophecy is not done. Christ's birth, Christ's death on the cross is part of that prophecy, is part of God's overall story, but it's not the beginning and it's not the end. We still have Christ coming back to this earth to look forward to because Christ will come back and he will perfect this broken world. And that is the hope and prophecy we should still be handing down from generation to generation. So many people in the United States 
and it's probably not exclusive to this country, are desperate for hope and purpose and identity. Simeon had all those things, but he knew that his purpose and identity and hope were not based on anything happening on this earth. They weren't based on him having certain things or being in a certain status in life. They were based on hope and they were based on the foretelling of Christ's coming. And you can see and feel that he was bursting with hope in this scene. And as Christians, we've kind of bought into this idea that having material things, having things go our way, making everyone around us think the way we do, that this is the hope promised to us. And it's not. Jesus' birth and death are very important parts of God's story, but they're not the end. And what's been promised to us is hope of things beyond what this world can offer and things that have not been fulfilled as of yet. Christ is coming back. And that is the true hope we have because this world, it's a broken place. If we look to this world to fulfill our purpose and identity, to fulfill our needs, we are always going to fall short and be unhappy. And you can see it in so many people and especially in our kids. They are struggling and they are flailing because we've handed them physical things and those things will never be enough. And they're constantly comparing themselves to other people. And as adults, we do it too, right? We're constantly looking at what other people have, what they are, and we always see how we fall short. We are not comparing like we should be. We are, we are God's people and our hope is in Christ. And Christ is not about social status and he is not about material things, and he is not about what we physically have in this world. Christ is about hope that goes beyond that. And I encourage you to spend time looking at Jesus's life, because that is, if, if we want to honor Christ's birth, we should be living out life the way Christ lived out his life. And that was going to people who are in desperate need of forgiveness, and compassion. They, there are people in our world right now who are desperate to be seen and heard. And Christ did not hesitate to go to those people and show them love and kindness and compassion. And so this holiday season, no matter how you spend it, whether religion is a part of that or not, I would encourage you to look beyond yourself. Because regardless of what phase of life you're in, regardless of what you're dealing with, there are people around us who are in desperate need of just connection. And they're in desperate need of someone showing them some kindness. And that is something we are all capable of doing no matter what. And I would love to celebrate Christ's birth, not only on December 25th, or in the U.S. between Thanksgiving and New Year's. But all year round, let's give each other the gift of grace and compassion and forgiveness and hope. Those are the same things Christ has freely given to us. And 
let's live our lives with the hope that goes beyond what happens in this world. This world is a frustrating place. There are many things God has given us to enjoy here, but we are broken people. And ultimately, what life has to offer up is always going to fall short. So whatever the season looks like for you, I hope that you will find more meaning um, in people around you or seeking out people to help than anything that comes wrapped up in a gift or is found in a stocking. Thank you for joining me today. And thank you for being on this journey with me the last six months. This will be my last episode for 2023, but I look forward to seeing you in 2024 to explore more difficult topics. Please enjoy the holiday season if you can. Hang in there. We're all doing the best we can. Have a good week.